Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to Accelerate, the official podcast of the Ignite Prophetic Network. I hope this audio equips and inspires you to move deeper into the prophetic with greater accuracy and greater passion. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer in Fort Lauderdale. We're a church, a house of prayer, an epicenter for equipping. Get on down here if you can. I'm the founder of the Ignite Apostolic Prophetic Network. And of course, I've been talking a lot about deliverance because it's heavy on my heart. Uh, We just, at our church, went through a season of deliverance. We have trained deliverance ministers in our church and we get calls from around the the world really messages facebook instagram you name it if it's an avenue into the ministry we're getting so many requests for deliverance ministry and what that tells me is these people cannot find anybody close to them to relieve them of the demonic power that is oppressing depressing and otherwise hurting and damaging their life, their family, their ministry, their finances, you name it. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And when the enemy lives in your house, or should I say the temple of the Holy Spirit, what is it? Can a Christian have a demon? Yes. A Christian can have whatever a Christian wants to have. A Christian it cannot be demon-possessed, but a Christian can be demonized. So I, I want to share with you a statistic today as we get uh, ready to go deeper, uh, a statistic that I found to be so incredibly disturbing actually a set of statistics I found to be so incredibly disturbing I have to wonder if most people who go to church are actually saved and honestly I'm wondering about some of the pastors too now let me show you this today's broadcast is titled powerless deceived Christians can't cast out demons or subtitle B powerless Christians and the sons of Sceva let me read you the statistic this is just absolutely it comes from Barna, which is a legitimate source, okay? This isn't some, uh, you know, cuckoo on the corner making things up, in case you want to know. You know, I was a former journalist, so I don't just pull stats out of my back pocket. I, I verify them. But here, Barna says, 
Four out of 10 Christians, that's 40%, 40%, that is nearly half, 40% strongly agree, listen, that Satan is not a living being, but is a symbol of the devil. You've gotta be kidding me. 40% of Christians don't believe the devil is real. I wonder how they're gonna feel when they meet him face to face. I mean, dear God, you don't have to believe the devil's real to get saved, you just have to believe Jesus does, but Jesus is, but we're gonna get there in a minute with some more disturbing facts about Christians. We're talking about powerless, deceived Christians, the sons of Sceva and deliverance ministry. These ones who don't believe that there's a real devil, they have a devil, that's why. Because the devil has already convinced them that he does not exist, which is the greatest trick the enemy could ever pull on a human soul. Four out of 10 Christians strongly agreed, Satan is not a living being, but is a symbol of evil. Okay, so Satan's just a symbol now, okay. All right, okay, well, whatever. And an additional two out of 10, so that's 19%, they agree somewhat. They're not sure, they, they kind of agree that Satan's just a symbol. They kind of agree. So that's 59% of Christians who say, ah, I either don't believe or I'm not really sure. I'm not gonna really bank on that. May or may not be real. Dear God, the Bible speaks about Satan throughout, you know, all over the Bible, you know, in Isaiah, in, in Genesis, in Revelation, you know, Peter talks about him, the Jesus talked about him, and all of a sudden we're not sure if he's real? Do we not believe the words that come out of Jesus' mouth, the words in red? Do we not believe the words of the prophets? My goodness, this just shocks me. It's no wonder the church is in such a mess and why so many believers need deliverance. They're already deceived. The enemy is living on the inside of them and they don't believe it because they don't believe the devil exists. I'm gonna go on with this. Let me know how you feel about it. Let's talk about it. A minority of Christians, a minority, a minority, a, a itty bitty little tiny bit, indicated that they believe Satan is real. Minority, 26% agreed Satan is real. <laughs> really? Maybe that's why this no warfare heresy is running so rampant in the body of Christ. Did you know there's this no spiritual warfare heresy that says we don't have to fight the devil? Well, if you don't believe the devil just, I guess you wouldn't think you had to fight him, would you? One-tenth disagreed somewhat, so they're still not sure. So all in all, almost... Almost 70% really just aren't sure. My goodness, I'm probably not doing my math right, but I'm, it's probably more than 70%, in other words. Here, Barna's report says, although core teaching of the Christian faith is the divinity and the perfection of Jesus Christ, tens of millions of Christians do not accept that teaching. Uh, I'm sorry, what? These, they cannot be saved. They cannot be saved. How many people are sitting in church with blinders on that the enemy erected over their spiritual eyes that they would venture to presume, assume, and confess that Jesus is not divine and perfect? How can they even call themselves Christians? I wonder, did these people just, I mean, are they nominal Christians or, or did they step foot in a church once and decided that, well, I'll call myself a Christian because I get some kind of benefit from the government? I don't know. Education benefits, I don't know what it could be. More than one fifth, remember we're talking about powerless Christians. This is why with the devils running rodshod in the church, this is why so many Christians are demonized. They're unhappy, they're miserable. They don't know how to, deal with their emotions, they're losing their minds, yet they don't believe the devil's real, and they don't believe that Christ is divine and perfect. Hmm. 
More than one-fifth, 22%, strongly agreed, strongly agreed, more than 22%, strongly agreed, not just, yeah, strongly agreed that Jesus Christ sinned when he lived on the earth. 22% of Christians. I say to you, beloved, if that is your belief, you are not a Christian. No, you're not. You're not. You can't be. And the great falling away is underway. Mark my words. I prophesied this in 2012. Go mark my words. I said, could the great falling away be underway? And I gave evidence as such. And I left it to you to discern. But the reality is it started way back then. And now you're seeing leaders fall. You're seeing people renounce Christ. You're seeing all kinds of junk on social media with people defending and getting mad and accusing you if you have a righteous judgment over something that's going on that pertains to your life or ministry. It's a mess. 22% agreed that Jesus Christ sinned when he lived on the earth. It's just it's beyond me. An additional 70% agreed somewhat. So, yeah, Jesus probably sinned. I, I don't know, but I won't say that he didn't. Okay, so that's now 22 and 17. What's that? 30, 39% basically of Christians right there disqualified themselves from entering into the pearly gates. Holding the opposing view were 9%, only 9%, only 9%, only 9% disagreed somewhat, which they, that you can just add them to the 22, 17, that's the 40, that's the, that's, that's uh, 50, about 50%. Only 40, 46% disagreed that Jesus sinned. Less than half of the Christians that were surveyed, less than half the Christians that were surveyed, said, no way, Jesus didn't sin, he was sinless. If you don't believe that Jesus was the sinless Lamb of God, how can you know that you're saved? No wonder you have so much trouble with the devil. No wonder everyone is calling us for deliverance ministry. But if you don't believe in Jesus, I'm not touching it. 6% did not have an opinion. <laughs> so that's well over half of these Christians. Christians. Now look at this. Much like we're talking about powerless Christians, deceived Christians, and the sons of Sceva. Now look at this, look at this, look at this. Much like their perceptions of Satan, most Christians do not believe that the Holy Spirit is a living force either. Most. Most. They don't believe in Satan, and they don't believe in the Holy Ghost. Now Jesus said, you can talk all you want about me, but if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, that is an unforgivable sin. What are we looking at here? I'm just really concerned. We need to pray that the eyes of Christians open. Sitting in church every week, don't think the devil's real, don't think the Holy Ghost is real, think Jesus sinned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. 38% strongly agreed and 20% somewhat agreed, that's 58%, 58%, 58% agreed somewhat that the Holy Spirit is a symbol of God's power or presence, but is not a living entity. You've got to be kidding me. No wonder these Christians are powerless. No wonder they live in misery. No wonder they fall into sin at the first temptation. No wonder they're sick and diseased. No wonder their marriages are falling apart. I could not live without the Holy Ghost. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot move and live and have my being in Christ without the Holy Ghost. I need the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I cannot submit myself to God without the Holy Ghost. I cannot fight off the devil without the Holy Ghost. I can't do anything without the Holy Ghost. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's what Jesus said. I can't believe it. Just one third of Christians, 
believe the Holy Spirit is, is actually a living force. 9% weren't sure. 25% disagreed strongly that he's not real. So only 25% took a stand and said the Holy Spirit is real. I'm going to go into my church this Sunday, Awakening House of Prayer, and I'm going to do a survey. And those who don't believe Jesus, they can either get saved or they're going to have to go somewhere else because this will disrupt and contaminate your environment. People in church who do not believe in God, then they need to get saved. This is why, number one, we need to get more evangelistic, and number two, we need to get more deliverance-minded. But you cannot have sinners sitting week after week after week after week in your church who have no concept of repentance, no reality of the devil's existence, deny the Holy Ghost, think that Jesus sinned, and you th and they're corrupting other believers. I know you're probably getting mad at me, but when are we going to understand that if we don't consecrate ourselves, we're not going to make it till Jesus comes back, that it is getting ugly out there. People are renouncing Christ left and right. That's probably because they thought that he sinned. They thought that the Holy Spirit wasn't real and they didn't believe in the devil. I don't know. Could it be possible that these are some of the reasons why? You know, just because you're sitting in a garage doesn't make you a car. Just because you sit in a church doesn't make you a Christian. So I'm of the opinion at this point that we need to do altar calls every week like the good Baptist folks because I think that some of these people don't know they're saved and that's the problem. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're getting my raw reaction here. A majority of Christians believe that a person... Now, this is where it doesn't make any sense. A majority of Christians believe that a person can be under the influence of a spiritual force such as demons or evil spirits. So most, most people don't believe in Satan. This is a double-mindedness. Most Christians don't believe in Satan. They believe Jesus sinned. They don't believe in the divinity of Jesus or the perfection of Jesus. And they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. But they do believe that demons and evil spirits can suppress you. That's why we get calls from all these people who don't believe in Jesus and don't believe in the Holy Ghost and don't believe in the devil, but somehow they want us to cast the devil out of them. Double-minded, because somebody said double-minded. Two out of three Christians agreed that such influence is real. Just three out of ten rejected the influence of supernatural forces. The remaining eight were undecided. Beloved, I want to make an appeal to you right now. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, let me assure you that he was sinless. He was born of a virgin. Her name was Mary. It was an immaculate conception. The Holy Spirit came upon her and overshadowed her, and she bore a child named Jesus. He was the Son of God. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way to eternal life. He was sinless. He had a body just like ours, but he did not have a sin nature. He did not have a sin nature. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he walked a sinless life, and he moved in signs and wonders and miracles. He healed the sick. He cast out devils. He cleansed the lepers. He trampled on serpents and scorpions. He dealt with religious systems. Man sinned in the Garden of Eden. After they were created, the woman ate from the forbidden fruit, and so did Adam, and they were expelled from the Garden. Cherubim guarded the gates. Ever since then, man lived in a sinful condition. It was the first sin. And unless we receive Jesus Christ, then we will go to heaven, and we will find out that Satan is very real. I mean, we will go to hell, rather. We will find out Satan is very real. So if you're a nominal Christian, or you're a Christian who is justifying your sin, I beg you by the mercies of God, would you please hear me? Jesus died so that you didn't have to live a life of sin consciousness and being overtaken by the enemy and sin and death and disease and suicidal thoughts. This is not his will for you. This is not his will for you. The Holy Spirit is real. He is more real than you and me. He's everywhere all the time. He hears you. He loves you. Jesus loves you. Even if you think he sinned, he loves you. 
He loves you and he wants you to come to him. He wants you to come back to him. And the devil is real. That's why you're miserable. Because he's releasing vain imaginations at your mind. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. This, such, this report so grieved me. And, you know, I know I say a lot of hard things, but sometimes we need a, a shock, you know, when they, when your heart stops and, you know, they bring in the defibrillators, is that what they are? And they try to shock you back to life. That's what I did today. And you get mad at me if you want to. You can get upset and call me heartless, but this is to shake the church up because I believe even some of you that are watching me, you're not really saved. And, but you can be saved. It's really easy. All you have to do is believe that Jesus was the sinless son of God, that he came to heaven. I mean, he came to, to earth, walked as fully God, fully man, that he paid the price for your sin, that he hung on a cross, crucified. He was sinless. He did not do anything wrong. And yet he paid the price for your sin. And if you want to receive him today, you know, a lot of this demonic oppression will leave you now. But if you've never received Jesus, or if you have wrong conceptions of him, if you're deceived, then the enemy has a stronghold in your life and things will grow worse and worse for you until you surrender to God. He created you for surrender. He created you for worship and for fellowship and to love him and to love you. So I want you to pray this prayer with me if you're not saved, or if you believed one of these lies, if you believe the Holy Spirit's not real, if you believe Jesus was a sinful man, if you believe Satan's not real, then, then that I have to question your salvation. And I'm not your judge, but, but that's not the fruit of salvation. And I can't judge the fruit. I'm not judging your heart. I'm sure you're wonderful people. Those of you who are listening to me, some of you began to manifest. I saw you. Some of you uh, began to cuss. Guess what? God loves you. And this is your invitation. This might be your last one. We, we're not promised tomorrow. And so I want to lead you in a prayer of salvation. And then the rest of you who are saved, and need deliverance, I want to pray for you after that. So all of you who are saved, would you just agree with me in prayer right now? Because this broadcast will reach a million people and at least, and we could really, really, really see a lot of salvations come from this. Amen. So just repeat after me, all those of you who are not saved and leave me a comment. Go to jenniferleclair.org slash peace with God. Go to jenniferleclair.org slash peace with God. And you can find some new steps there on what you could do after this. So Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Father, I repent for not living a life that pleases you. You know my frame. You know that I am but dust. Father, break deception off my mind. I want to live for you. I want to live in heaven forever with you. I believe that Jesus paid the price for my sins. I believe he died on a cross. I believe he rose up again on the third day with a glorified body. I believe he's sitting next to you, Father, in heaven right now. I believe he paid the price so that I don't have to. And I receive your salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, church, this is a very, very serious, serious problem. Most of the church is either, either, either they're not saved or they're believing a lie that's putting them under such demonic oppression that they could fall away any minute. If you don't believe the Holy Ghost is real, if you don't believe Jesus is sinless, if you don't believe he's divine and perfect, if you don't believe in the, in the devil, man, it's going to be a hard road ahead. So, Father, I ask you even now to break all deception off our minds. 
God, if we're believing a lie, would you show us what it is? If we're believing any seed of a lie, God, root it out in Jesus' name. Would you help us, Lord, today to sanctify, to, to be sanctified by your Spirit, by your Spirit sanctify us. Help us to consecrate ourselves unto you for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Look, go to jenniferleclair.org slash peacewithgod if you prayed that prayer and let me know. And then if you want to learn more about these kind of issues, go to schoolofthespirit.tv, schoolofthespirit.tv. You can take the school of deliverance, school of spiritual warfare, school of prayer and intercession, school of the seers, school of the apostles, school of the prophetic. There's all kinds of stuff there for you to bless your life. Amen. Listen, I've got to go, but I'll be back with you soon. Subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can get the replays of all of these and other videos. Amen. In Jesus' name, bless you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information on Ignite, including the Company of Seers, the Lighthouses, the Company of Scribes, and everything we have to offer, visit ignitenow.org. That's ignitenow.org. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible. 